Ice Beck and me every day. God, I love Dokken. That's about you. I learned a lot of life lessons. Your lips speak lies and misery. It's Denver, Into the Fire. This is actually about making love to a red-headed woman. Really? I don't believe you. Is that is that real? Yeah. Like, I actually know uh, Steve Dokin. No, you, f- <laughs> you don't. This is not... <laughs> yes, I do. You don't know Steve Dokin. I don't even know if his name's Steve. He opened up for I do I do know the doken up for uh opened up for Motley Crue at the Whiskey Go Go Club in nineteen eighty five. That's nice. Yeah, it was on the dirt. Duh. On the dirt. Oh God. Welcome back everybody. It's rump chat episode I don't know what. Um it has been a while since the NFR. And uh, and you know what I want to address? We've got we're in Denver, and so we've got some really good raws coming up to make up for the uh, couple months we've missed. So thank you, uh, your uh, contributions keep the chain rolling. Except for that one guy who was a complete bitch. Yeah, uh, if if uh, you're listening, I think it's Robert or something. His name was uh, Robert. Go f yourself and shut the uh, podcast off. Yeah, we don't want you to listen. Yeah, douche. If you don't like Rome Chat, don't listen. Yeah, but if it's you, not a, it's a choice. Like I don't really like uh, Taco Bueno, the restaurant. It gives you the poopies. It does give me the poopies. Yeah, but I've here's the deal: like just because I don't like it, I'm not going to go and like put on Facebook how much I hate Taco Bueno. Because some people like it. Like it's all good. You know, I I have a, a Yelp account. I will I will not lie, and I have written a review, but it has to be really bad. Really, 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 really bad for me to write a review. But if it's really good, do you write a review? Yes. I will give people their props. And that's okay. why I got it more. Well, I got it more because I'm a foodie. Yeah. I'm a foodie guy. Well, anyhow, we, get, we, we got off track right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, I'm a foodie. It is. Uh... We're, in, we're in front of a live audience. Hey. Uh, thank you. So, um, anyway. God, it's good to be back. We're it's good to see everybody. Oh my God! Thank you to the twenty-two thousand people watching. Rome so Chat. actually, we do have a trailer full tonight. We are in Denver. We're great to be back in the Mile High City of Denver. Um, got a trailer full. My brother, his wife, her dad, Mr. Bob. Yeah, the girl that you pissed off is Xander, little Xander. The girl that you made mad on Rump Chat <sighs> is actually one wall away. Yeah. And you're going to try to make it right yep. on Rump Chat. Yeah, I'm going to apologize did. and publicly about the wedding speeches. She was Rachel's, uh, my brother's <laughs> wife's uh, maid of honor, and she gave a speech. I, I was my speech better? Yes, I will not deny that. But I, I, I could have been nicer. I, one, I didn't know she listened to the podcast. I got to be careful. We're, we're getting got. We're blessed enough to have enough listeners I, now that I, people actually listen, and I have been called out. Oh, I'm telling you, like my uh, my Hank K. Who is a wonderful lady and smoking hot? She's very hot. <laughs> uh, my aunt Kay, who is a home ec teacher in Nickerson, Nickerson, Kansas, yeah, by Abbeville, Kansas, and uh, my aunt Kay, who is, um, she's a wonderful lady, and and she's uh, very involved in the church yep. and uh, does uh, children's choir, and uh, just a wonderful person. Wonderful. 
she listens to Rump Chat, and she's like, uh, when I seen her over Christmas, she's like, oh my God, I like that one episode. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, I Aunt get it Kay, all the time. I don't, like, I don't uh, want you to listen to Rump Chat because I would never want my Aunt Kay, who's as sweet as an angel, to know how I talk sometimes. But yeah. I think, I imagine think, being the rodeo manager for one of the top 10 rodeos in the country, in the world. But also at the same time, it's I think she, she appreciates that uh, we do tell the truth. And it's uh, it's unfiltered, and uh, well, people people just understand that there's an e beside her name on iTunes. Well, it's for like, a reason. did your mom ever catch you? Uh, no, out front, like making oh. out with a chick. Oh, oh, uh, no. Did your mom ever like like? Do you remember when you first started? Holding see, I didn't make out. I I, I did because you I, were so unsuccessful with women. Yeah, or? well, see, I was the guy that uh, me and my buddy Cole, my best friend. Cole, oh, I. Me we and Cole uh, are also friends. Yeah, asshole, you are. You are. You are also a member of Hometown Pride, um, Sydney Hometown Pride. So we actually were the fun guys. Like you know, everybody came to us to where the party was, and so I for sure was that guy. Was like I like there was this group of gals from Glenwood, Iowa, and funny story, buddy of mine RP who lives uh, uh, Sydney. Um, he's a pilot for Delta, and he was. You know, getting home, you know how they fly home. They may he may end up in Detroit, but it has to fly back to Omaha. And uh, he was on, he sat next to my senior uh, year prom date. Did she have to get the seatbelt extender? Christina Ludwig. Did she have to get the no. extender? No. Okay. I'll show you. Christina Ludwig was smoking hot. Yeah, true story. Well, and I'm going to show you. I'll show you my junior prom date. I will show you. Wow, hey, man, you're so I will cool. show you, and we will post this, people. You, you listen to this and post it. I will show you my yeah, and uh, my junior prom date dated the lead singer of Seether for a while. Seether? Uh huh. No shit. Yep. Man, good for you. What yeah. an opportunity. I, yeah. Of course. Again, going back to the conversation, I was the safe bet. You know, I was the safe date. You were the one that would put out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they knew I would go the, all the way, but they weren't. Oh God! I was there, and op- I was. It was. It's like okay, it was an option for them, so they knew they could always, you know, go there. But you know what? They didn't have to, so yeah. uh, they didn't. I will tell you that. <laughs> um, but by God, I had a good time, and the Milwaukee's best light was flowing, like the salmon of Capistrano. Did you? Uh, did you have a song that you danced to that you'll forever hold a memory? Like yes, you know what it was. Okay, let me guess. I, hold on, let me guess. Was it? I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. We're we, best friends. We I, are. I, yeah, people, listen to me. Well, because he does, this is completely out of the air. I did not. I was literally going to look that up right now. Like that is the truth. It was. It was a high school. It was Gillette, uh, Wyoming high school finals, and I danced with the same gal. Well, every because night. here's the deal. Because we're kind of the same age, and that was the go-to. Don't want to close my eyes. Oh, Stephen! Ty- I watched the Stephen Tyler documentary yesterday, so it's fresh on my mind. But do you remember that? Uh, do you remember in the video um, when Ben Affleck's got like the animal cracker on Liv Tyler's stomach? Oh, and he did. Just- yeah, but Liv, you know what? She was hottest in Lord of the Rings. Liv Tyler? I didn't watch Lord of the Rings because I'm cool. But uh, be- <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the greatest movie trilogy of all time. Did so. you? How close did you hold uh, your date when you were dancing to? Did you say anything? All right, kids, it's time for the last dance of the night. So come on in, grab that special someone. (laughs) Time to close it down. (laughs) Get close. Gillette, Wyoming, 1999. Did you rub her back? 
like a weird. I, I I touched anything I possibly would was allowed to touch, you which was not much. You weren't doing the, like the eight inches apart. No. Full no. arms length. No. Yeah, her memories were on my chest. It was okay. I, I was Bob Tallman hugging her. I think everybody from the 90s has at least one memory. From the late 90s, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 1999, Gillette, Wyoming. Every night. Because they had to dance after, you know. Oh, no. I danced this song to, with Fallon Taylor. She was the hot thing but we because did, she had made the finals, it, right? Yeah, but it wasn't like close dancing. It was like dancing with your first cousin. Yeah. AJ, no. And then after it was over, you had to run away. Oh, man. This brings back memories. Oh, my God. I don't want to miss a thing. Did, okay. Honestly, did you have a boner? 100%. And it's okay. It's okay, Aunt Kay. Don't listen to this part. Yeah. <laughs> or Vince or Susan. Well, yeah. Dad, Dad's okay. He's, I think, I think though, if, he knows. if we're all honest, when you were 15 or 16 and you're at a high school dance, yeah, and they're playing Aerosmith, you're going to have a boat. Yeah, right? I don't care if Johnny B. Good was playing in 1958. Like, <laughs> I don't care if you're touching Natasha Applegate's back. You're good. <laughs> Not that I ever did, but you're, it like didn't matter if you were like physically touching a girl. It was huge at fourteen, was. fifteen years old. Well, and if, if you are, I guess four, in ninety nine, I was a, I was a, what, I was a, well, yeah, I was a senior in ninety nine. No, that would have been ninety nine. Shit, that was ninety eight, seven. Sorry, somebody just honked a semi. <laughs> Well, Randy, go load the truck. Sorry for the boner talk, but honestly, like... Yeah, that was in 90... I guess I could ask my brother. It's 97? High school... 98? No, 98. High school dances, like, we had ours in our uh, school cafeteria. I can't remember. You know, like, so the Fairfield High School dances were in the cafeteria, and they moved all the tables out. And then our homecoming for football, you know, because they theme... Oh, yeah. It was Don't Want to Miss a Thing. That was my senior year. Uh, Enchantment that was for, Under the Sea. That was for fall. The other one was uh, Independent Love Song, which is actually a very sexual uh, song. Like It's actually pretty gross. Independent Love Song. You may say this is an independent love song. Like, I'll never forget that. And The funny thing is about getting older and for... All you teenagers, please don't listen to Rum Chat. Um, but, you know, I I remember it like it wasn't that long ago. I know. It doesn't seem like I graduated high school 21 years ago. Oh, I know. Like the girl- I've never even had a uh, reunion. Have you been to any reunions? I, I haven't. Here's why. I didn't like anybody I went to high school with, except for Dusty Spore, Greg why, Foster. Why is that? I loved high school. Like, I it, that was... And I wasn't the stud athlete. I know, shocker. You were Everybody, put, pick your jaws up off the Holy ground. Holy shit. But, you know, I was a contender. I do have the all-time sack uh, you know, record for Sydney Iowa High School football, 11-man. No, I suck it. Um, but, uh, you know, but I was, I just had the best time. Like, I had, like, two study halls my senior year, and so I messed around so much that you actually put me to work. I'd have to fill the pot machines, take the cash out, two for me, one for the Sydney Community <laughs> School District. <laughs> 
Bought a lot of Milwaukee's best light. <laughs> Old Milwaukee. <laughs> Driving the nineteen nine no nineteen eighty nine Ford Taurus. That was my car. The one you wrecked. Uh, I did not wreck that. Well, people that was talk. not my car. Oh, Anywho, besides yeah. that, we'll get past that. Let's um, move on by that. But uh, no, I want to. Uh, I, I don't know what song you're talking about. Independent so. love song. It's. Uh, maybe it's not. Hold on, I got it on here. It's nothing like to love what love went to them. That's the one. You could say this was an independent love song. Independent love song was the it's theme. Nothing like to us what love meant to them. But that's not to say the love we, we have is a big old that strong. I'm doing it a different way. I'm doing it a different way. Just wait, it, it's about to get wild. You might say this is another boring love song. Just wait. To be together and forever be true. This song freaking so sucks. Is much the same wait till the drop off. This I'm doing it a different way. This Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> what? Yeah. I have never heard this song. I'll show you how to touch me. Yeah. You know, I wish that would have happened. I wish somebody would have showed me. Well, here's the thing, like, you know, because by the time you get to college, you're supposed to be, like, on super bad. Uh, oh, my God. It was so bad. <laughs> and I remember at the time, like, I did not realize how sexual that song was because. And sure, I like a few, but I leave the rest to play. I'm doing it a different way. I'm doing it a different way. I'm gonna show you how to take me. Go down, go down. Uh, touch me. Right on, right on. I'll show you how to take me. It's really bad. Oh my god. Ultimate they, 90s. They let us have that for our. Yeah, Homecoming because dance. nobody, you know, even the the Western Air song here, I had to edit out. Uh, Girl, you're gonna take it or something like that. It was that. I can make bam, your bam, hands clap. Bam, 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 bam. The uh, uh, oh, from Oklahoma, from uh, uh, Tishaminga, uh, Blake Shelton and Tish. Yeah, but you know, the, Tish. The thing about it is, like, all of our parents that like were the chaperones of the high school dance, nobody said shit about our. You know, because it said, like, the theme on the wall. Because, like, this is small rural America where you have the dance, like I said, in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. Did you have, like, Winter Ball? Oh, yeah. It said Independent Love Song and Homecoming, Winter Ball. And I bought, uh, the funny thing is. my Spring Fling. Yeah, I bought my, this girl that was, like, my best friend at the time. We were just, we weren't dating, but she was, like, my, my home girl. I bought her that CD. At Hastings, do you remember Hastings? Oh yeah, they still got them. Yeah, I, I bought her that uh, CD at Hastings, <clears throat> Independent Love Song. 
on a single. Ooh. It was $9. <laughs> which, that was a lot of money back yeah, then. Yeah, it's about what Bronk Renford paid me for a month of work. So, <laughs> you know, to buy the, the single at the time was, it was just amazing, but... Yeah, I don't know how we got here. Sorry, wow, this I love this. This is what Rum Chat is, and this is what everybody loves about Rum Chat. And by the way, we just got done with the. Thank perf. you, everybody. Yeah, we just got done perf one of um, twenty twenty thousand twenty. I think we got nineteen left. Uh, two tomorrow, three Saturday. Three Saturday, that's five. Two Sunday, that's seven. Two Monday, that's nine. Two Tuesday, that's eleven. Ten thirty and seven two, on Tuesday. Two Wednesday, that's thirteen. Two Thursday. No, I that's think we 15. got one on Thursday. Nope. Two. Balls. Uh, 15. Two Friday. That's 17. Uh, three Saturday. That's 20. And one Sunday, the short round. 21 perfs. We have Ooh. 20 left. Well, that, that's And you know what? I couldn't be happier. So um, That's depressing. So Saturday, we, we started last Saturday, Colorado versus the world. Um, did three shows. And both of us felt as best as we had. Really this did. is my 14th year here. Um, this is your, what, fifth, sixth? Sixth. Sixth? Yeah. Um, we both felt the best we've ever had after Perf 2. Normally, we are just want to crawl under a table like you have in, in a black well, room. Well, I, I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't try to rock the booze. Yeah. And that's, yeah. well, that's a lot. But a lot with me, it's the San Angelo gig. Like, I don't nap I don't anymore. Either. I don't. I don't because when I'm home... I'm when I'm home, I got I got from the NFR. I got home at one a.m. Sunday night. I was at the office before eight a.m. Screw that, you know. And so I don't I don't I just don't have time. And I love it. I just I think I just San appre- Angelo. I appreciate April first through the sixteenth. Yeah, I will be there too. And I, it is the rodeo of the year. I feel like maybe I just appreciate Denver so much more after not having it. Because and that's the, it a lot too. You're are, just happy to be here. There are so many good people here. Uh, you know, the National Western, when you talk about winter rodeos, I mean, they pack the house almost every perf. You know, this building's got a lot. It's been a pain in the ass. The RF, which is the wireless signal, has been a bitch. Yeah, but and, we, we but about we, got it canceled. But we got it tonight. It was great. It's perfect. Yeah, it's so. awesome. Anyway, but, um, well. Let's get into our guest. So. Because um, we, we actually have a guest sitting here. Yeah. With a great mustache, by the way. Super great mustache. But, uh. He is the, uh, he's a nephew of, and don't hold this against him. Uh, <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Uh, a boy, Paul Amos, um, he served eight years. Five years. Five years. Five years. Okay, well, sorry. you tell your uncle. I said eight. He doesn't. I, I was oh, it's you. He okay, I'm sorry. Um, five years in the United States Marine Corps. And, um, you know, steer wrestler, but we just, he was in town. He was going to school at Fort Collins. He was in town, and we're like, let's get him on Rump Chat well, because we don't, we've never had like a fan on before. So. Well, and plus his story is cool because. Real cool. He he was uh, used to Bulldog. High, he went to the National High School Finals in the steer wrestling and kind of gave it up, went to the Marines, and started listening to Rump Chat. And one of the episodes, we was talking about, man, do what you want to do. Life's mm-hmm. short. And so he kind of started going back to bulldogging because of rump chat. Yes. Which high is, five. He's, which he's is awesome. High five you. Which is right. awesome. So Walker Paul Hamus. Walker. Hello, everybody. See, that, Listen to that voice. That voice is so much cooler than our voice right now. I know. <laughs> Say. I got to differentiate myself. So, Man, 
It's uh, it's good to have you here. It's uh, it's an honor to have you here. First off, thank you for your service. Um, well, thank you very much. And I, I will say, we'll just attribute it my uh, my new rodeo. Uh, we'll call it a hobby right now. Definitely in a rum chat. I think episode seventy five Slack chat in Estes, Colorado. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold it for me. So was it? Yeah. How, oh good man. How we, did you start listening to rum chat? Like, tell talk us about your journey from listening to rum chat to yeah, kind of getting back awesome to rodeo, are, please. So I went down <laughs> and I saw Boyd in Colorado Springs. And he introduced me to Gold Buckle Beer. Thank Jesus. Yes. And I'm a way out. He goes, try this Rum Chat podcast. I'm like, all right, well, Rodeo Podcast, we'll give it a shot. You know, I'd been on the rodeo game for so long. And by the time I hit Denver, I decided I was going to rodeo again. And nothing was going to stop me. Awesome. So, yeah, I think it was, it was Slack Chat. And it just, it hooked me right away. All those old feelings came back. And soon enough, I was calling everyone I could, you know, hitting up the email on the CSU rodeo page, hitting up everyone until I could find the coach's number and gave him a call. And a week later, there I was on the team getting ready to go to Sheridan, Wyoming. So it's, it's been good. Awesome, man. Well, con- first off, congrats. That's uh, that's one of the first events I ever worked. I worked uh, the college rodeo at Colorado uh, CSU. Really? And we went, uh, uh, oh, my God, the bar downtown had parrots. It was like, uh, it might not be completely different. This has been, good God, almost 15 years ago. A yeah, parrot, I'm not parrot, sure was it like a bar. There was a, it was like a tropic theme. Ooh. Flint Tropics. Jackie Moo. I don't know. It was downtown. Yeah. All the bars. You know what I mean. It okay. doesn't matter. But uh, Fort Collins, definitely a good time. Oh, great time. But you, uh, you, you <laughs> stay wrestled in high school. And I talked to, to Boyd today, and, and he said that you made the high school national finals. Yeah, I think I went there my sophomore for through my senior year in the steer wrestling. Freshman year was bareback riding. We won't talk about that. No, let's talk uh, about that. Uh, yeah. About three jumps on two horses total. Did, did you like bareback riding at first? Hated it. Oh. Well, you're a big dude to be on a bareback horse. Yeah, and I've been this size since I was a sophomore. What kind of runs in the family? For those who don't know, Boyd's a massive dude. Andy. Is, okay, so who's yeah. your dad? Sam. So my dad is Sam. Sam, the runt of the family at like 6'3". Gotcha. And I don't know where those genes came when it came to making me, but I ended up a little bit shorter. But they are all big men. They big are. Men. Okay, and, so so talk us a little bit through this. You went to the high school finals, uh, and this is one thing that I think is just amazing because, uh, you know, on Rump Chat, we like to support everybody, but... So you went to the high school finals, you were in high school, then you went to the Marines for five years. How, like, talk us, uh, I want to hear the whole story, like, yeah. how did you go from bulldogging to the high school finals to, to the Marines? And what was that conversation like with your parents? They were mad. Um, so what happened was, is I graduated high school, you know, finished out my high school rodeo career, and was working for a mean, mean man, carrying... 80-pound concrete forms up and down basements for $9 an hour. Really? I didn't, know Uncle, I didn't know Uncle Boyd did foundations. <laughs> Sorry. Boyd, I know you're going to listen to this. We're going to rip on you a lot. More yeah. than usual. Yeah. Anyway, well, so carrying concrete. I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, didn't like that. Ended up getting a job for working with a different construction company and got laid off in the winter. And I knew I wanted to go to school. 
but I knew I needed some money to do do it because I didn't have any money. My parents weren't paying for and, it. And where were you living at the time of uh, this, Walker? Were you in Colorado? No, this is Wisconsin. Colorado's a... I'd never been to Colorado before. Okay, okay, so. okay, sorry. Yeah, so I uh, I knew I was going to join the Air Force Reserve. I was going to pick the easiest job they had and just skate by and get some money for school. And then one day, I think I watched this uh, Brantley Gilbert video, Take It Outside. It was like some moto video, some grunts getting in an old afghan and called the recruiter next day and less than a month later there i was in san diego getting screamed at wow and yeah rodeo definitely took the the back door for five years while i, I did my thing out there so were you at pendleton yeah i was in pendleton nice um, nice we uh i i did a uh with the flying you yeah camp did, pendleton yeah we did uh and um God, not Terralingua, but uh, uh, Temecula. Yeah, Temecula. It was outside Temecula. It was a it was a PBR uh, bull ride, and anyway, it was a casino, one of the Indian casinos, and we went to Pachanga. That's it. That's That's what it was. Yeah, we went out there and we did that, and we went to uh, a bar, and we're thinking, oh, you know, these cow, you know, Southern California, they're gonna love all these cowboy hats, and we're gonna be cool. We walk in there, and if you didn't have a crew cut, you were like dick cancer like that nobody no girl wanted to talk to you and but if you had a crew cut and you were in there like it was insane even like me and reno as cool as we are and as sexy as we are chicks left they didn't we wouldn't even talk to us well that's that's surprising that's the thing about southern california it wasn't the stampede bar was it I don't know. It was a big, huge country bar. That's all it was, a huge it, country bar. It Probably. might have been the Stampede, which is the only place that Marines are liked in Southern California. Oh, okay. The rest of, them, rest of the bars, you try to hide, and women definitely avoid all the Marines. Well, I've got a lot of questions about the Marines because, like we talked a little bit before, um, I don't know a lot about Marines, but when I was in uh, high school and college, like my favorite movie of all time, back then was full metal jacket <laughs> um, i mean you remember the uh, the opening theme goodbye my mama hello vietnam and uh the the main actor that was the drill sergeant um that passed away a couple years ago uh early uh early um early early army earlier um, uh, but it just it fascinated me because they were i looked up this stuff online later when you know I had a smartphone, but it just, it blew my mind. Like the Marines, when they're like, Marines are made to die. You are here Arlie to kill. Army. Yeah. It, but that, the whole, the whole Marine thing. And there's a lot of, there's great Marines in rodeo, you know, uh, Greg Simons. Sergeant Hartman, yes. your senior drill instructor. That's the man. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first is this and what last it was like when you first got there? Were you like, oh my God, it's that. very close. Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. <laughs> Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. Praying for but war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest <laughs> form of life on earth. <laughs> You are not even human fucking beings. <laughs> you are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. <laughs> was it because really like I that? Am hard. You will not like me. Yeah, well, the difficult but part the for me to get over was I didn't. I just thought that hard, that was a Hollywoodized boot camp there version. Yeah. Turns out you are below human. A bug has more rights than you. 
And it, it was it was difficult for me to comprehend because no one told me anything about it. Sure. Did you not know, like, before you went in there, kind of what the, the boot camp? Because, you know, I don't know anything about Bullshit, I can't hear you. But I watched this, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Here you go. Bullshit, from now on, you're Private Snowball. Do you like that name? Oh, <laughs> yes, sir! Well, there's one thing that you won't like, Private Snowball. They don't serve fried chicken and watermelon on a daily basis in my mess hall. Oh, yes, sir! This is a movie quote, not anything to do with rum chat. Is this me? Who said that? Oh. And Who the fuck said that? All right. Then it goes from there. Oh. That's, a, that's a crazy movie, by the way. It is it, it, a crazy movie, and, and I don't... I don't know, and that's when. How accurate is that movie? You know, it's disturbingly accurate. You know, the verbiage might have changed a little bit. You know, every Marine's got his own generation and went through a different boot camp. That time period probably really accurate, but they are—they're mean and they're professionals. They know exactly how to get in your head and just mess with your mind for three months. And but going in there, did you? And you said you didn't really know what was going to go on, so. Oh, my recruiter failed me. Turns out there's all these YouTube videos that show you, like, kill recruits getting oh, yeah. yelled at. Never had heard of one before I'd gone. There's all these things you're supposed to know when you get there. Yeah, they, they didn't tell me. Like, so I just like, got what are you the, supposed to know when you get there? Well, you're, you're not allowed to touch your face. You're not what? allowed to move. Yeah, three months, can't touch your face. Can't itch, itch anything on your body. It's brutal. Um, don't want to go back. That would not, that right there, because I adjust myself quite a few times a day and not being able to adjust you can't touch your face no like no, why you, what's the you'll have you'll have mosquitoes biting your face and you just gotta let them let them be but did they give you a reason why so you can't touch your face? discipline uh, really uh, self-discipline you just touch your face yeah uh, oh I, <laughs> I got mine day one out i was like yeah we're going back to the same old same old bs we're on yeah but, yeah, I didn't know, like, you're supposed to, when they say eyeballs, you're supposed to say click and look at them because you're not allowed to look at a drill instructor, which I found a little appalling, but you're not allowed to. And there's just all this verbiage you're supposed to know. I didn't know anything about the military. I just, I was a dumb kid who signed a contract. And a weekend, I'm like, is this what Marines do? Because I don't really want to do so, this. So did you have to get out of bus? Like, when you showed up, was there a lot of other people like you that didn't know? A couple. <laughs> so, some knew well, and they got put right in the leadership positions, which meant they got messed with more than I but, did. But is, I laid it, low. is it true that, like, if you if you just do what you're told and try your ass off that being in, in boot camp that you can kind of get get by some of the hard stuff? Mm, no, not no at all. No shit? Yeah, I, I thought I was playing it cool, you know, like week one, like nobody knows my name. As I had that thought, I get, like, grabbed by this – Dude, all staff sergeant Rivera. Um, I hate you still, just so you know that. Uh, <laughs> he listens. Yeah, he goes, Paul Hamus, get it, go empty your pockets, which means you're gonna go get like physically exercise until PT. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, good for me. That's it, right there. Yeah, so like, even if you do everything right, you're st they're gonna find something to mess with you. If they can't find anything, they'll create something. That's insane. because they want to make you stronger. Exactly, but at least with boot camp, like boot camp is just a small little haze fest to indoctrinate you into the Marine Corps and the rest of the Marine Corps. It's not like because that. of all the uh, the Army, the Navy, the Marines are 
always known as the baddest son bitches alive. Yeah, sorry. That's that's uh, yeah. Xander, my little my little nephew. Little, hold on, hold on, real quick. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt this badass conversation we're having. Hey, Xander, can you say hand bone? Say hand bone. Oh, he's tired. I hate you. Yeah. I heard it. <laughs> it's eleven ten. It's a ten thirty. I just want to apologize. There she is. Your wedding speech was awesome. I know it was. The lady that got mad because we um, owe her a hoodie. We Did owe we her. ever send you any merch? I got a hat. She uh, got a hat. That's it. I thought your speech well, was amazing, by the way. You weren't even there. I know. That's how good it was. It was great. so good. Sorry, Walker. This is uh this has been a long time coming. Oh, you're fine. You got love you, girl. Name. Brother, I love you. It was good to see my brother. My how brother, about, my nice big gay you. sister, Andy. How, how about getting a beer out of there before you go out? I got you. Xander, say handbone. Not one of those. Handbone. Sorry. Xander. All right. Sorry. We're getting off track. There we go. But, All right. But but back to it, like, uh, the the process of the... <laughs> Sorry. Look <laughs> off. It's not covered. But... um. He you did, he did have COVID though. Yeah, allegedly. I'm over it now, but I got tested yesterday. And you passed? Did you really? Negatives. Um, you don't even act sick. Was was the other guys? I'm sick earlier. Oh. Okay, so back back to the marine talk because this this is really fascinating to me because I didn't do it and I respect you guys to do it, but like, was there a bunch of other dudes like when you show up? You can you even buddy up? I guess is the question because, I mean like. Everybody's on their own, but at the same time, like, was there other guys that you felt like, man, maybe we're friends or? Yeah, you, you figure out your crowd pretty quickly. I mean, I'll say from my observations, maybe different from other people, about half your platoon is probably dudes that were really soft and thought the Marine Corps would make them hard. And the other really? half was like some war fighters. See, I wouldn't think that my thought and would be that you're not going to the Marines unless you feel like you're a bad son bitch. Well, there's the Marine Corps infantry and then there's a lot of the other Marine Corps. There's a lot of jobs that people fill that are not exactly requ- they don't require these these big muscled up, you know, GI Joe looking guys and the Marine Corps is looking for the best and brightest minds just like the rest of the other branches, so you know, not not everyone is going to be the picture-perfect Marine. Right. And that's not taken away from their intelligence or who they are or, like, their courage or anything like that, but can it's, some, it's diverse. Can you get kicked out of the Marines, like, in, during ba- basic training? Oh, yeah. We had a guy, uh, I mean, we had people <laughs> take the old, uh, try to take the suicide route out, route, route out and they were really? just, yeah, and we had people, like, refuse to train, stuff like that. But it's boot camp. It's all mental. It's really not that hard. Really? Six yeah. weeks, right? Uh, 13. 13. Oh, wow. Geez. Now, I heard, like, it, during wartime, like, it was easier because they wanted to get you through and get you on. But what year did you go in? So, I went in in January of 2016. So, um, yeah, Obama's first year. Um, or, no, he got elected in 2016. I'm sorry. So, it would have been 2017. Okay. So, yeah. we, I mean, we're still in it, but... You, you notice an immediate shift. Like, it, it, first year, like, your first year, everyone... My first year, in like, pretty much everyone was, like, a combat vet. Everyone was doing deployments. And right after that, it was immediately transitioned to, like, peacetime Marine Corps. 
you know, turned into UDPs and MUs, which are just like floating around on a boat, stuff like that, you know, really draw down our presence in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, places like that. So there was a big change in like the culture of the Marine Corps, just being that guys weren't going to combat anymore and they were focusing on other things instead of war fighting. Wow. So what what was what did you specialize in? So I started out as a radio technician. Quickly learned that that was not my crowd and that's not what I was going to spend five years doing. And so I went and became a radio operator and basically uh, hung out with uh, Golf Two Five. Shout out to those guys, best dudes ever. Just an infantry company, Second Battalion, Fifth Marines, and that's where I spent the rest of my career. Wow. So what, what are the, those guys were? The, they were the shit, the Gulf 2-5 guys? Yeah, it's just a regular line company, infantry Marines. But, you know, I love those dudes forever. Well, I, mean, they, uh, they, I think they made me who I am today. Really? And just the people I worked with, the people I worked for, my leaders. So basically they were the infantry and then you were just radioing, you know, coordinates, stuff like that for strike hits, shit like that. Oh, I'm not that cool. That uh, oh. I guess I'll explain it. So where I started out was they put me at a desk fixing radios. Oh, shit. And I was like, this is the Marine Corps. We, we ain't doing this. Like you had to bust your ass in basic training and you're, did you want to be an infantry? Well, yes and no. I mean, the recruiters, they're good. They talk you out of things. And, you know, when I went and talked to a recruiter, I didn't know. Marine Corps had anything but infantry. Yeah. Yeah. So and then like, I wouldn't either. Then they sell you on some first in, first in, <laughs> first in last to leave. That's what you always hear, right? Yeah. It, it turns out there's like forty dudes for every grunt <laughs> just trying to get the grunt to the battlefield. So yeah, I took some job that I didn't realize was terrible. And, you know, just I worked with the right people that got me out of there and allowed me to take a chance and go try, you know, walking around with the grunts. Cause I mean, so way it was, was I was the radio operator for the company. So I worked for the company commander. And then we had like a couple corpsmen, uh, which are like Navy medics and an Intel guy. And then everyone else was just infantry. And so, yeah, you, you learn to be an infantry man, but you also specialize in your own ammo, in your own job. Sure. And I, I got to, yeah, quit. but it's good. I mean, this is that job is important as any of them. Well, every because, job in the military is important. Well, absolutely. But, I mean, yes, you weren't obviously, you know, sitting behind a desk fixing radio like, screw this. But, I mean, you probably heard some crazy shit and communicated. That, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, I, I always try to, you know, you watch these Hollywood movies, right? And they're 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 not accurate. They're souped time. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they're nearly terrible. Yeah. But especially for someone who knows like you, but. I try to put myself, so I watch, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge World War II guy. So, uh, Band of Brothers, one of my favorite series, you it's know. Great. Uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan, that, I try to put myself in that, like, what would I face if I, if I would face that? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Even movies, they have basic training. G.I. Jane. Yeah. G.I. Jane is way tougher than I ever would be. Well, and but but you yeah, know what I'm saying. But you're 100 percent. It right. is like it's it's insane. It takes. I don't care what you do. You have to go through it, and it's that commitment. I remember um, my freshman year at Iowa Western, and that's when they um, the terrorist attacks right, oh one, that fall, and shortly after that, about a month, you know, shit's starting to ramp up. And we had a kid in our program who signed up for the National Guard to to get the money for college, right? The 30000 whatever it was. They called him up. And he broke down in class. 
and just scared out of his mind because it was peacetime. There was no war going on. So he's like, well, hell, I'll go sign up, go to basic, do National Guard stuff one weekend a month and get my college paid for. Well, then shit hit the fan and he signed the dotted line without really knowing that. I mean, it, you could be in it at any time. Yeah. And and it, I, I get it, not his fault. He didn't know that, you know, terrorists were going to attack us. But uh, but g- even just to sign that line is a it, huge, it takes huge commitment. It takes balls. It's the biggest commitment in the world. That's that's why I think. There's like, no bigger commitment. Like when, when I look at Walker. In here, my opinion. And I think about this because we've never really had this talk with anybody. But like, you want to you talk about having some nuts? You know, anybody can enter the bull riding. Because if you buck off. Man, you're probably going to be okay, but when you got the balls to sign up to be a Marine and say, if if shit goes down, I'm going to ship myself overseas, that's pretty... F- or any branch, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah you're taking, you yeah, know, I mean, it's to, to go in the service, period. I mean, obviously, there's more branches that, that you know, whatever, you know, Marines, Army, you know, more than the Air Force. Air Force, the, you're probably going to be in a room or in a, you know, very few get get actually get in a plane. Everything's Air Force. Everybody flies. Mm, not so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's different. So, like, you got thousands of grunts out there that have never seen combat. You got you got Navy SEALs that have never seen combat. When you say grunts. Then you got chefs that are, oh. Like, okay. grunts are just like the, the workers, like, and I don't mean to be. Uh, Gen Pop Infantry. They're just, like, normal, normal, like your neighbor that goes out and joins the National Guard and joins the infantry. Like, it's just, it's just normal infantrymen. Right. They're not, like, you know. Like, not specialized. They're just. Yeah, because we're all focused on, like, movies and yeah, podcasts. Not, they're yeah, all they're like, not Chris, uh, yeah, uh, the American Sniper. Chris, Chris Kyle, Kyle, yeah. Chris Kyle, yeah. No, we're just running around. Our Kevlar's two sizes too big and our gear doesn't work <laughs> and we're hungry and don't have any water. That's uh, <laughs> It's it's not as nearly as high speed. Was it like Jarhead? <laughs> yeah, I think Jarhead, the first one, is the first a, one. a very good interpretation of what the Marine Corps Where is. Where they saw like, zero. Okay, if you go watch Jarhead, it's about the first Iraq. Correct. And where it, the the war lasted what like thirteen days or something like that. Like one Marine, what one infantry person got hurt because he fell off a bar stool. That's an exaggeration, but I'm just saying um, because my uh, I've got a cousin who uh, was a Marine sniper in the first, and he never, I mean, he was a sniper, and it could have, he was over there, but never, you know, he he, never went, had to, he went to the med tent, but that was to get shots of penicillin from the the, the horrors he had when he was on leave, and he'd fly you to Germany. You got girlfriend in Vietnam? Me so horny. <laughs> Tubuku? Oh, Tubuku, no. Alabama black steak, but it ain't Tubuku. <laughs> That's sorry. All, that's all so the story. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Walker. As you know, no. we digress. Um, but yeah. so at any point of the the uh, the process, did you go? This is dumb. I don't want to be here. Or, but is, About by eight a.m. every day. Really? Well, I mean, uh, but there's like a brotherhood in the Marines. Uh, well, I don't know that, but from what I hear from uh, my friends that have been in the Marines, I mean, like it's it sucks, but you're in it together. It's like. Work in Denver with your Uncle Boyd. You know? (laughs) (laughs) No, you you won't find anybody who hates the Marine Corps more than a Marine, but you also won't find anybody who loves it more than a Marine. There you go. That's well put. It's just like like, like Denver. We love this place. Yeah. Love it. But it's a lot of work. It is, but I love it. You can't compare it to Marines, but... 
No, you can't pay, oh. compare anything to service rump. Well, there's a yeah. lot of collecting paychecks going around. I mean, you, you make your money and you you realize you earn it at some points, and then you'll sit around for two weeks straight, and you might work four hours a day. Okay, I'm a, and I'm that's a, I might it, ask a dumb question, but I want to ask it. So, like, as far as the pay goes, like when you go into the Marines, do you get like a direct deposit weekly, even like if you're deployed or? Yeah, so I never understood how that all works. Obviously, it goes by rank, and you just get direct deposited, and you find out you have a bank account about three months in. They didn't pay you for the first month and a half because they gave you nine dollar toothbrushes. Oh, fun! And they took that out of your check, and then you start out making like four hundred bucks every two weeks, and work your way up, and yeah, just direct deposited. But you don't the at the same time you don't spend any money while you're yeah while you're like, building up you, to you walk out of boot camp with like a grand, I guess you know it's. You're not in it for the money. Wow. But then you go on deployment, you go to the Middle East, and you don't spend money on anything for six, seven, eight months. But and I, I honestly the think, though, that, yeah. that that's something that I respect more than anything, is uh, when you look at all the different jobs you can go to out of college, the people that volunteer for these to, to go to the Marines, you know, I mean, they're not being forced, and, like, you went there, and you— like you, you were talking about signing on the dotted line. Yeah. I mean, like, that is putting your nuts out there and go, you know what? Let's do this. And that, I'm not making shit for money. I'm making $400 every two weeks. But, like, just the, the sacrifice, and I'm, I'm not trying to kiss anybody's ass, but I also am because that's, that's unbelievably cool because I couldn't do it. I, I, I mean, no I know way. myself. I couldn't do it. So it takes a special person to, to be in any, uh, even in policeman policemen yep. you know marines navy army to to sacrifice for your country uh the way they do it's just it just blows my mind i'm like i'm amazed by it it's unbelievable and that's yeah I, I, i'll never forget that that kid broke down because he got called up and he's like oh my god what did i do you know and i felt for him but at the same time like dude you signed the line like you Knew there was a chance, you know. It, it's like, anyway. But it they, was, they, I, I felt for him, but I, at the same time, I was like, well, you know, you 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 said okay. But and this is another thing where movies might not match reality, but like in the movies, they teach like uh, if you do get called up, you're mentally prepared. Like it's not, oh my god, I'm going to war. It's like, well, this is the job I've been prepared to do, and it's not that out of the ordinary. Exactly, and I think it's a lot different. There's a lot of different perspectives on it going anywhere from job to branch to act reserves. Cause, I mean, you look at it in like an active duty uh, Marine Corps Infantry Battalion, like those dudes, half of them kind of want to go to war. Really? Like they, they, oh, they kind of want it, and then they find out what war is, and they don't want to go anymore. But And then there's people that, you know, like that's not their day job and they're giving up a lot to go on deployment. But when it's like when you're an active duty Marine and you know you're going to deploy, you're going to work up for 18 months and then you're going to deploy for six months. It's just it's just part of the job at the end of the day. But it's not I don't think many of us put into too much thought into like the commitment of it. And at the end of the day, it just kind of seems like another job when you're doing it. So did you have to like so you did five years. Correct. So is it like one year commitments at a time or? No. So I do five years. It's generally a four year commitment for the Marine Corps anyways, but I had a, I had a longer schoolhouse. So they made me sign up for five and yeah, I could have extended and done longer, but I was ready to get out and start the rest of my life. And some people will extend for a year to hit a deployment. 
but you got to hit that at least first four. Wow. That's just your contract. Dude, that's so yeah. wild. Well, yeah. um, you're putting it to use, though. Now you're at Colorado State. Yeah, paying pay me to go to school. The Rams getting paid to go to school. And uh, you're bulldogging again. Now you went to some schools. You went to probably the best bulldogging school. You went to Steve Duhon's. Yeah, so back when I was in high school, old Uncle Boyd, he he hooked me up. He sent me down to Steve Duhon, uh, Steve Duhon's place, and I stayed there. Sonora? Yeah. Did you play dice? <laughs> no, no. We, we, I got drugged by a stick and a tractor for six hours a day in the oh, July, yeah, Texas heat, <laughs> and then went and bulldogged a pen full of fresh steers, and I, I learned a lot. I mean, because when I – in Wisconsin, the thing is, is like you take the practice where you can get it. Like bulldog, yep. Yep. bulldog and practice comes if once a month if you're like yeah. lucky. If you're yeah. lucky, yeah, yeah. And so you get thrown to the wolves right away when you go down to Mr. Steve's house and you're you're uh, you getting coached by him. He doesn't hold a, he doesn't hold back on you. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you think about all the good bulldoggers that go down to Sonora and stay down there. Like after San Angelo, uh, when all those guys would stay down there and shoot dice and and bulldog like. 150 steers and uh when uh oh bad motor scooter bulldog and horse of the year that was owned by um powers uh houston no houston's dad jimmy jimmy powers and he was the bulldog director and he had man those guys with bulldog steers and there'd be like 50 of them they would they would have 200 head of steers at sonora and they would just bulldog just non-stop and I, I was even down there kind of on the end of it. And he went, I'm like, well, I've thrown down like 35. Do you guys want to go start drinking? <laughs> yeah, I remember I came back and my stomach was all cut up from all these steers' horns sliding across me. I went through every Western shirt I owned down there. But I'll tell you, it, it turned me into the bulldogger I was. You know, I, I think it put me well above my peers at the time, and I, I can't stay. But, like, when you, when you come out of the Marines, by the time you go to bulldog, and it's like, well, this ain't so bad. Yeah, well, it took me a while to get into it because I got out in December of 2020. And COVID school, like not even going to school, let alone know there's a rodeo team. or Computer school. Zoom. Exactly. And so, like, by the I was about close to a year out by the time I actually got to start bulldogging again. And I was like, I'm out of shape. I better do some burpees. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. The coach there got me four kind of mean steers and they drug me around and you figure it out or, or else you get tired yeah so dude that is so wild well so uh i guess you're starting college rodeos when they kick back up or so, have they first practice is on monday monday 17th yeah so get Who back is the to coach it. at csu so we got brandon ferguson who okay. i think i think he said he knows you I'm, I'm sure name yeah. sounds familiar. I think you went a college rodeo near you or with you, something like that. But and Whitney, well, when Whitney, you're in college for eight years, yeah, I, I rodeo yeah. with a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people go through the herd, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Whitney Simmons is the other one. So they're both really good people. They did dedicate a lot of time to their pupils. Cool. Well, yeah. you know, in college rodeo, like uh, there really is a lot of people that. If you look back, in like this year we lost Craig Latham, which was just an unbelievable, uh, great man, fixture, great pa- mentor of young people, Panhandle State University. Correct. What a great guy! But like in in the Central Plains region uh, where I went, uh, you know Jim Boy Hash has been with Garden City 
forever. And even though I make fun of Fort Scott uh, for being douches, and they still are, but like <laughs> their their coach is a great coach, Chad Cross, uh, unbelievable. But uh, I worked the college finals several times, and there are so many good people in college rodeo, and and it, not gonna compare it to the Marines, but it you know in a way like when you get in there in the college rodeo and everybody's there together, the the learning that that's so much more than just rodeo. You know the the camaraderie and and uh, learning. Uh, you know, well, it's it, it it's crazy. You're a bulldog. That's what bulldoggers are. And bulldoggers are the tightest. They bulldoggers are. are the tightest bunch of people. They can even argue, slap, open hand, slap each other, stuff like that. But you know what? They get over it and uh, and they move on. You know, there yeah. there's not a tighter group in all of steer or all of rodeo. But steer wrestlers stick together like big time. You don't see, I don't know who was on Rump Chat, but they were talking about, like, you don't see uh, calf ropers high-fiving each other. No. You don't see team There's probably a Slack chat with Mindeman. It might have been Blake. But but Bulldoggers truly support each other. And they are, and I love every event. Don't get me wrong. So don't write bad shit. But, I mean, honestly, steer wrestlers are probably the coolest bunch of people in rodeo. I mean. It's hard to disagree with that. I mean. Steer wrestlers are just that rowdy, dirty bunch that, you know, they just get along with everybody. And, I mean, you need a horse? Like, a steer wrestler will offer you up a horse. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's like that in the team roping or the calf roping. Or, like, people just aren't as friendly or not as easy going. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the mountain deals, a whole different uh, kind of set. But that's one thing, like, being a steer wrestler myself, going to the college finals all four years, not a big deal. Praise circuit finals, not a big deal. Uh, you know, I, everybody was so good to me in that event. And maybe maybe they are in the calf rope and stuff. I don't know because I was never in that event. Even though I entered a college rodeo, uh, I entered Fort Scott, Kansas on Drum's horse, Drum Sneeberg's horse, uh, money, and I was 13-5. I gave him the guns. Not a huge deal. <laughs> I gave him the guns. I did give him the guns. Well, but, but I mean. Uh, the, can the, I got to say, can I, can I break off yeah, for sorry. a second? So, my brother pushed every time event cattle at the NFR. All but one steer wrestler tipped him. I mean, right? Who's mo- There's not a lot more important thing per people there than the, the the pusher. It's all about the start, right? In, in every time event. Yeah. Very few calf ropers did. Really? Yeah. Can you imagine that? I'm, I'm very disappointed in some of them are my good friends, and they didn't, I mean, not even 100 Do you bucks. think they didn't tip and because they get, didn't know? He doesn't. Uh, they know. Bullshit, they know. They don't get paid worth crap. They don't get paid shit to do that. Sorry, I'm a little... It's like the meme. He pushed every... They used to have a guy that pushed the steer wrestling steers, a guy that pushed the team roping steers, a guy that pushed the tie-down rope. My brother does them all. Very few. It's but, pretty but sad. But the Bulldoggers did. Yep. And then there's guys like yeah, Caleb Driggers that tip, tip me like, I don't know, three, four hundred bucks, you know, and the team roping. You know, guys like that, which was awesome. But it was... Sorry, I have to go there because he told me not to say anything. I'm not gonna. I'll mention a good name that they you know it tipped him good, and there's a lot of guys that tipped him. But take care of the one bulldogger didn't, and we love him, but he didn't. He maybe he forgot. We'll we'll chalk it up to that. But the tight on ropers, yeah, uh, pretty sad. Checks so. in the mail, right? Yeah, yeah right. But back to the positive. It's like, oh, it's like oh wait, hold on, let me try harder for you. Yeah, let me let but me. He's push. a good guy. See, he's not vindictive like I am. I would remember. I would I not. I would not forget who didn't tip me. 
and uh, I would eventually have to get back at I'd them. I'd go to your house in the middle of the night and shoot out your porch light. What is that? Where does Boyd get that? Can Can you do a uh, Can you impersonate Boyd? Uncle, can you do it a Boyd uh, imitation? I don't know if I feel, feel comfortable doing that. You got a great. I, I'm going to tell you this though, honestly. If the whole bulldogging thing don't work out, you've got a great voice. Yeah, it must be a Paul Hamas thing because, like, you just talking Actually. on the, you talking on the deal. It sounds good. I think you guys just gave me his microphone is all because <laughs> it does sound a little deep. But no, I think the Paul Hamas is they're uh, they can be natural orators. I'm a little behind the ball on the rest of them, but I think Boyd was born for it. But the rest of them, they, they got good voices too. Okay, hold on, um, Reed. Uh, start it trick or treat. Read, read it in a nice voice. Trick or treat, sweet to eat. <laughs> On Halloween and New Year's Eve. Yankee girls, you just can't beat. <laughs> but they're the best when they're off their feet. <laughs> and I, I can't hit that chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That sounded good. Yeah. I think, that was really good. I think that Walker, when you look back on your career, you can be like, "Man, I'll never forget this." I was in I steer wrestled, then was in the Marines, then was uh, on, on rump chat, chat, and then uh, steer wrestled for CSU. Then all of a sudden, the voice of the National Western, he's back, Walker. You're like, whoa! Oh shit! Yeah. So you could come back and be a rodeo announcer. Yeah. Well, when I was a teenager, I used to. Imp- uh, drink too many beers and impersonate my uncle at small gatherings. And <laughs> okay, then do it. He doesn't care. Oh, no, Plus, no. We'll, we'll beat what him was, up. What was, we will beat him up. Okay, honestly, we're not I, as scared. We're not scared of him. Kid, you don't have to do totally. this, but I, I want to ask this question. Not, kind of, but not always. Boyd, uh, like me, Hamon have said, we give him shit. He gives us shit. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes he's borderline mean. Not a huge <laughs> deal, but we love him. We love him like. Uh, oh, quit brother. trying to suck it up to him. But what was it like, like going to a family event with Boyd? Ooh, okay. So, <laughs> or any he, of the Paul Hamases, because we, that's uh, the you, problem. You ever been around which, Grandpa Bud? Which is the fun one, Andy? Andy. Yeah. So the from pro- what I understand, the thing with Paul Hamases is they're all like Boyd, <laughs> and they all con- like to control the room. Very intense. And so when you get five. Very large, very loud men in a room from Wisconsin, all trying to control the room. I mean, you will have people. They got their their fingers in each other's faces, cussing oh each other out, God. but in agreement because they both have to be the loudest yeah. and they both have to be the best heard. Yes, that's totally. Like Boyd could be agreeing with you, paying the biggest compliment of the world, and he's yelling at you. Yeah, like you think you're about to fight him, but he also wants to shake your hand and call your friend. Uh, sorry, I got. You. Oh my God! And 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 Bud and I stop me if I've told this story, but like so. When, when Bud Bowl, remember that Bud Bowl and lacrosse, the bull uh, riding? The that, Budweiser bull riding? Yes. Yeah, that, yes, very well. So I went there uh, when I was working for U.S. Smokeless, and I'm walking down the back alley, you know, that, I don't know, like noon or whatever that day it started on that Friday to find out where we're going to set up the Copenhagen booth. And uh, Bud is just melting down on this kid, not wearing. He's got shoes on, T-shirt, just ripping his ass. And here I am. Well, that doesn't him. sound like Bud. Yeah. So I got short. I got uh, shoes on and a ball cap, but I got a Copenhagen shirt on. 
And I walk up, and I'm like, because uh, this is where I was told to go, you know, the office down there. And then Bud gets done with this kid and then turns to me and sees him in shoes and then, and like, rears up, like, <sighs> takes a breath. And I go, oh, my God, what's about to happen? And then he sees Copenhagen on my shirt. And I go, Josh Hilton, I'm with uh, U.S. Smokers Tobacco. How you doing, son? <laughs> you know, <laughs> completely changed. He's like, "Oh yeah, we'll have you set up in the concourse." <laughs> There's some fury rolling through that Paul Hamas blood, and they're good at shutting it off. But oh. just watch out. But oh, did he buy you good presents? Uh, being a nephew, I remember he bought me a 12 pack of Barks for Up Year once because I said I liked it. Well, did he write nice. it off? Did he write it off on his taxes? Yeah, probably. He could probably pull it up right now. It's probably in his trailer. I bought him a twelve pack of Barks root beer. I'm gonna write that off for meals and entertainment. No, no, no. He's been good to me. He actually, I mean, he paid my Naira membership. So, really? Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gave me nice. money, and that's what I went for. He paid my first uh, college rodeo entry fee. So He's, I can always attribute first college rodeo to. Rump Chat and Boyd Paul Hamas. Well, I, I, he's been he's been good to a lot of people. He, uh, I mean, I'll say it. He, so when we bought our place in uh, Weatherford, so you know, being self employed, we had a house and two acres, and Whitney could get that in her name, and then I could get in my name the ten acres behind it. So we bought it separate, but we're obviously together, me and my wife. But you know, self employed, you can't you know you write off anything, so it shows you paid like you know. Three thousand dollars in taxes, so the bank's not giving you shit, right? But I had to have the nine thousand dollars down payment, ten percent down payment. And Boyd paid it. I borrowed the money two years, and Boyd paid it. And I couldn't have done it without him. And he was happy to do it because he always said to guys like Jimmy Powers that helped him, you know, get where he's at. And he was happy to do it. And two years paid him off, you know, with interest, not very much, but with interest. Yeah. But uh, you know, but that's just you know, and that's what I don't know. People just don't understand. You know, you got to know them, but to know the point. Was, so I hope Andy, we were talking tonight. Um, uh, they may come down to Arlington, February 12th. Iowa wrestles Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. And Globe Oklahoma Life State's Park. Kick some ass. And America wrestles Iran. Yeah, Iran. They're like really good wrestlers. They're probably not going to beat Oklahoma State because. Oklahoma State is like the best wrestlers in the whole world. No, that's that's still water. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. No. twenty three national championships. Yeah, no, it's true. People talk, people don't forget. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so uh, hopefully I get to meet Andy. I've not met Andy. Andy is very much like Boyd. He's just as big, just as scary. A little bit more easygoing though. He he he's a great guy. He he can get along with anybody. <laughs> I want to I want to ask you something, and you can tell me no. But how cool would that be if you could at the next family function if you could wear a wire? Oh my god! You wouldn't hear anything. <laughs> it would just be like white noise. It would just be barking. Yeah, you know, like I, the more time I spent away from Wisconsin and the Paul Hamas family, the better my ears have gotten. It's like getting tendonitis in reverse. So I was staying, I was staying at, at, when they when Boyd and Sandy lived in uh, Brenham, and it was after Rodeo Houston, and they were Boyd was bucking some bulls. I, I went by there and stayed for a day or so. Well, um, Bud Nodry, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, Bud Nodry, Audrey, who is a godsend, true saint. That, that is a, that woman. Literally, you people say this, but she really, really, truly has a special place in heaven. Amen. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> she has put up with the Palamus men. And uh, so, anywho, um, it was, I, I went to bed, I was tired, and the Houston came on a replay. So Bud and, and we started watching it, right? Anyway, so I go to bed. And I'm in the guest room. Of course, you can hear every word that Bud and Boyd are saying. And Bud is telling Boyd what's coming up next. <laughs> Bud and Boyd. No, Dad. You see me? That's me. I'm announcing. <laughs> but Bud would refuse. For the record, that was not just a run for a do <laughs> Yeah, so Bud would refuse to admit that. Boyd was right. <laughs> Boyd's like, you see that, Dad? That's me on the TV screen. I'm announcing. How many? I know what's coming up next. How many cousins are there? There's got to be twenty. No joke. Uh, maybe not that many, but there's at least fifteen. I, I forget their names sometimes. To be honest, <laughs> it's kind of awkward. It's like uh, I do like, that hey, too. It's really good to see you too, and I grew up with you, and I don't know your name. <laughs> like the, I do that too with my first cousins. I don't. Well, because you got like three. No, I don't. There's like 900 Rumfords. My dad had 11 kids. 11, he's got 11 siblings. My brother had 11 Alone. kids by the time and he was a freshman And there's six in my school. mom's family, so no, That's true. I, I name did, them I all. Did, I did get the Hilton uh, Christmas card from Sydney, Iowa. There's no. a lot. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Well, just back off. I'm sorry. Well, I haven't seen the Hilton side for a long time, though. But like, do you know every cousin you have? Absolutely. Name them all. I can't. Oh, you can't. Well, by God, just a minute ago, you knew all of them. Well, here uh, I'll go. Garrett, Grady, <laughs> uh, Chelsea. Shay. You don't even know. You're so no, off. Shay, Bailey, the the tall one. Uh, <laughs> is there any verification process to yeah, this? Yeah, there or? is none. Hold on, hold on. I, uh, hold on. Let me get Haley on the line. Yeah. Oh, Haley. <laughs> it's oh, your sister. That's not a cousin. But she's in, she's in the cousin. Son of a bitch. Well, Son of a. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Well, uh, it's all right. Well, but uh, I, I tell you, we I just we uh, wrap things up. I want to thank you. Like we said, we started for your service, and yeah, you know, I know you weren't out there slitting throats, and, you know, you know, uh, uh, kicking tires, lot and fires. Yeah, stabbing guys with your bayonet. You know, charging the bulge, but... Unless there's you, any women listening, then I was. Yes, yeah. exactly. Speaking of where's the girl that came with you? I think she got left behind. Well, why isn't she out here? She wasn't invited. Okay. She's in Boyd's... Oh, we, we can go get her. She's, she's in, in Boyd's, Boyd's trailer, trailer right now. <laughs> learning the hard lessons of life. <laughs> Actually, she probably got her taxes done. Yeah. So, but anyway, but man, uh, seriously, is this is kind of cool. You know, again, really cool. to wrap things up, Walker, you know, obviously, you know, connection through Boyd, but he's a fan. And it was kind of fun to have a fan. And, and as crazy as it sounds, if we had any impact on your route of life, your trajectory um, in a positive way, that's awesome. And it means a lot to us. And thank you. What a cool guy. For taking the time to come down and hang out with us and, and uh, have a few gold buckles and, and, uh, we appreciate you, man. And we, we uh you know, we have a program where we support rodeo athletes, not financially. Yeah, yeah. We don't give but any money. We give them patches. But so we're gonna give you patches. If we could if we could sponsor your college rodeo career from Rump Chat. Not 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 there's no monetary no, value. No, here. Not financially, but I have but we patches. Were, we, we, we I tell you what we'll do, we'll report your times. You know what we should do? We should Rump sponsor good. 
If we they're should, not good, then we're not going to say anything. Let's sponsor. CSU's in. Okay. Let's, let's, no, let's, just you personally. Yeah. Forget CSU. You personally. I'll be the best looking one on the CSU there team. You go. <laughs> we're going to give him a, uh, a patch and no money. Yeah. Just like we right do with Elder Cure. Just like Jacob Edler, <laughs> who is going to do a rum chat raw. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Skaggs is going to do a rum chat raw. And if you guys don't know Jeff Skaggs, I highly suggest listening to that one because Skaggs He's is... some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I told that nasty bitch. Anyway, you gotta it's you gotta listen good. to that one. But uh, we just want to thank everybody. Um, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, because it's Merry been Christmas. that long. Um, I don't know what the cut is off to uh, what the cutoff is to say Happy New Year. I think like January second, twenty first. The twenty first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Feel good about well, it. Well, uh, we just want to thank everybody. Thank to our sponsors that bring us to us for another year. Uh, Gold Buckle Beer, Pendleton Whiskey. Sip responsibly, manscape. This is not what I thought it was. Get shaved up. Get shaved up nice and neat. Yeah, manscaped. Yeah. This is not it. This is not what I thought it was. There it is. Peak Car Rodeo. It's the Full Metal Jacket main theme. This isn't the song, though. What song did they sing? At the first? Yeah. At the very first, they sang Goodbye, My... Mother Goodbye, hello. my darling. Hello, Vietnam. Goodbye, my darling. Hello, Vietnam. When they were shaving their heads. Yeah, the really depressing scene. I don't think it was depressing. Oh, God. Here we go with the commercial. You know, I'm not going to pay. I will not pay you 90 cents to, to not have commercials. Unless it's Rump Chat. Pay $5 unless you're the yeah, unless you're shit Robert. Robert. Suck Screw it. you, Robert. Oh, here it we goes. We don't care. Oh, here it goes. There you go. Walker, thank you. Kiss me goodbye. No, not you, the song. Thank you for your time and thank you for your service. And thank you for your mustache. It's been an honor, gentlemen. It truly has. All right, buddy. Be safe. Everybody out there, be safe. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah, because we're going to be back because we're in Denver. We got another week together. We're going to try to record a bunch, so suck it. Suck it. Suck it, Ferg. Suck it, Ferg. (laughs) God bless the USA, baby. Hoorah. Wait, no. Hoorah. That's it. There we go. All right. Later, everybody.